here this morning talking about Elul. I was joking earlier. I'm like, I'm too Southern to say all these Hebrew words. You're trying to teach me how to say them. I'm like, it's a little bit hopeless. Just but, a little bit. <laughs> but you're helping us understand what the Lord's heart is for this season, this new year, what he's doing. It's ironic because she's 25 now, but when she was yeah. three and I was first teaching her Hebrew, it would come out, you know, in Southern Hebrew, just like, <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> just, of course, I, I have a terrible time pronouncing Hebrew as well. So I think she gets it naturally, actually. So we talked about this being the year of the mouth, right, Pay? So let's take that in the word. What are we supposed to do? What is the church's response to the year of 2020 and all this craziness we're seeing one simple verse I just want to get in your heart to write in your heart if you have to say to yourself every single day death and life are in the tongue yes that's what it's about it's true. say so right what's the church's response it is Isaiah 54 behold I've created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire who brings forth an instrument for his work and I have created the spoiler to destroy no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Notice, tongue against tongue. Those are weapons. This is a heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Isaiah 49, he made my mouth like a sharpened sword in the shadow of his hand. He hid me. He made me into a polished arrow, concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. If you notice, in both of those, we win that's the most important thing you can ever get as you go into a battle. Listen, the sword sets the agenda in these things. You know, legal governments, if you're an American and you've been frustrated over this year so far, and there's plenty of reason to be frustrated because legal governments are elected to keep us free from tyrants, not viruses, because decisions are colored by politics. What if the government experts are wrong and reducing immunity by face masks and quarantining hundreds of millions of healthy people for months makes no medical sense? What if more credible scientists and physicians disagree with the government than agree, but they silence or listen? only to those who tell them what they want to hear, stoking fear because it produces compliance. That's the danger. But again, that's just the enemy. That's just that tongue. All right. Psalm 149. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of, the, of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. And keep in mind, it's not like a cry to go out and be violent. It's about your mouth. It's what's coming out of your mouth that's the weapon whatever happens will end with god's will being done so what should the end result be of this it's the biblical year 5780 number 80 is pay it's the 17th hebrew letter which symbolizes overcoming the enemy and complete victory first of all we, we simply got to get the right attitude where two or three are gathered i am there listen the church cannot shirk its calling when the world becomes dark do you remember that when I was still, this is the words of Jesus, do you remember when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, that he may re be revealed in his own time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. So Jesus warned us that this thing would be coming of lawlessness. The Holy Spirit dwelling in Christians is helping restrain lawlessness. That's iniquity, disobedience, sin, violation of law, or wickedness. So we must speak out so that the blind have a chance to see truth. That's our calling.
Second Thessalonians 2. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. Isn't it interesting? The breath of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in ungodliness or unrighteousness. When you look at this year and what's happening in our streets, listen, this is not the end times. This is a glimpse. These are the four horse glimpses. This is showing what's going to happen one day and prepare you so that you're not taken, you know, so you're not shaken and so that you can still be who you need to be in Christ. It's for you to learn. And it's an interesting irony that when the devil wrecks havoc with his breath, Jesus destroys him with his all-consuming breath. I also notice the things we're seeing in the streets this year and the description of lawlessness. God's response is to make them completely deluded, unable to not believe lies. Do you realize that we're just wanting to get better and God's making it worse? Don't let the second wave of the second horseman glimpse frighten you. God is completely in control. Why did Antichrist shut down meetings for the church, even the staff gatherings at first? Because God is in the midst of his people. When they gathered together to bring judgment in a matter, here's what Matthew 18 says. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. You think the devil's not afraid of that? Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. So don't miss that. There's no small thing that God's, uh, that the devil is trying to break down the church and the gathering. He's trying to do something. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Moses was an amazing faster and intercessor. When he arrived at Mount Sinai, he climbed up to be with God. Didn't realize he was going to be there for 120 days and all. But this month of Elul, when he goes back up, this month plus the next 10 days in the new year, is used for repentance in preparation for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So I want to just challenge you. Acts 3.19, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. The rest of this year, God intends, not that everything just gets all nice and happy, happy, but there will be times of refreshing coming from the Lord. Repent means sins are removed, times of refreshing come. We want to get our way and be refreshed by people or things. If we turn to God, he'll remove the things that are hindering us from being refreshed. He's our bridegroom. When we submit to him, everything changes. Remember Teshuvah, spin around, turn around, look back at him again. Shuv means to return or turn back to God, to turn from God and from evil. And since God is the means by which we turn from evil, Shuv is more about turning back to God with all your heart, soul, and strength to change your direction or destiny. So you have to forsake sin, regret the breakup, confess the truth, make amends, accept forgiveness. So we all make good and bad choices, but we can't choose the consequences of our choices. Those are inherent in the choices. We're all becoming something and someone beyond ourselves. No one is shocked when they harvest tomatoes unless they planted something else. So we all hope to escape the fruit of our worst decisions. This year, you have to do the basics. You reap what you sow. So remember, it's about your mouth. So if there ever was a time as we continue through this year and this last month, you want more opportunity to get it right.
so good and convicting. I feel like this whole morning has been really convicting, but it's promising because like you said, once we begin to repent, the Lord is right there ready to walk with you, ready to do life with you. He is after you, not to punish you, but to forgive you, to redeem you, to make you new. And then, like you said, with the verse in Song of Solomon 6, 3, mm. you know, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine, that we need to make that personal. You know, that wasn't just for Solomon. That wasn't just a revelation that he had. God wants you to have that revelation for yourself, that you are his and he is yours now and forever. Yeah, yeah, I love the fact, you know, when we were in Jerusalem, I don't know, probably three or four years ago, I, I bought a new wedding ring because I had got too fat and couldn't fit in my one that I had. That's just a bad thing. But the good thing is I picked one that was <laughs> Elul and, and on it, it says, I am my beloved and I am a mo-, and, and, and he is mine. And that way every, every morning I both renew that vow with him as well as with your mother, with Kelly, that it starts again. So every day, you know, you start that way. You don't have to have a ring to do that. It helps for me, but it's, it's just one more reminder of why this month of Elul is so important because he wants you to realize he's in your field right now this month to encounter you.